Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Cyber Empowerment Podcast. Today, we have the honor to be here with Mr. PJ Fox. PJ is a cybersecurity expert and currently serves as the executive officer for the U.S. Army CENTCOM Detachment 2 and also simultaneously is a program manager for digital security and resilience at Microsoft. PJ has also worked as the chief of operations at the U.S. Department of State and has also worked as a information operations officer at U.S. Cybercom in the U.S. Army. PJ also has an extensive background in law enforcement, having served over 17 years with the Seattle Police Department and has also served as a security manager at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It is truly an honor to have PJ on the podcast today. Just to get us started here today, I know you spent um, around a decade working with the U.S. Army in cybersecurity. What is the U.S. Army's definition of cybersecurity? Oh, that's a pretty deep question. Um, basically, cybersecurity, uh, the U.S. Army, it's a practice of safeguarding uh, IT and information um, to support uh, the execution of Army missions and vital functions. Um, it's directed by, directed and conducted by the United States Cyber Command, United States Army Cyber Command. Um, they're responsible for integrated electronic warfare, information, cyberspace operations. And their, their overall goal uh, of cybersecurity is to ensure the freedom of action in and through cyberspace and the information environment to deny the same to its adversaries. Kind of a long explanation, but that's what it is in a nutshell. Yeah, and also took a look at the Army's website, and I saw that there are different positions available, such as the Cyber Warfare Officer or the Cyber Operations Specialist. So how is work in the Army different than work at a private corporation such as Microsoft? Uh, okay, um, well, when I, when I work for uh, Cybercom, uh, Cybercom does offensive and defensive cyber operations. Uh, so that's a little bit different. Uh, but um, I work for Microsoft. So Microsoft doesn't do, at least I don't do um, offensive operations. We do defensive operations. We, we protect um, Microsoft customers. And we also protect um, our enterprise. So that, that's the major difference uh, between the two. So would you say primarily at the at Cybercom you would be you would be doing mostly offensive operations, or do you think it's kind of like a fifty fifty split? I don't know the exact uh, percentage, but uh, it's probably more defensive than offensive. Uh, but uh, I know that they have obviously offensive and defensive cyber operations so if if a student would want to pursue a career in the army and in cybersecurity what what are the different jobs available and what are the different requirements you would say um, there are for those careers in the past 
Historically, uh, if you wanted a, a job in cybersecurity, you'd be a signal officer. Uh, it's called the 25 series. Um, those folks are responsible for uh, all systems of communication, the entire army. They supervise management of integrated command and control telecommunications, which would of course include uh, computer network operations. And there's about uh, 10 or 11 different uh, 25 series um, jobs, um, information technology specialist, electromagnetic spec uh, spectrum manager, network switching systems operator, cable system installer, nodal network systems operator, Microsoft systems operator, multi-channel transmission systems operator, and it goes into satellites and signal operations and telecommunications and uh, just a, a, a bunch of different jobs. But however, in the last, I don't know, five or more years, uh, the U.S. Army has created the 17 series uh, cyber operations specialist, uh, like you said before. So that's another way that uh, you could come into the Army and request that, uh, that specialty, that military occupational specialty, the MOS. Um, to 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 get into cybersecurity. So that's something you can actually request for, right? Sure. Uh, you know, you can when you go see either uh, an active duty um, recruiter or army reserve recruiter, you can actually say, "Hey, this is uh, you know, I want to come into the army, and this is what I'm looking for." So um, you know, I, I'm not. 100% familiar on contracts with the army right now, but I know when I came in, I could, uh, you can pretty much request what, uh, what training that you want. And, and right now, obviously they're looking for cyber people. So it wouldn't be a problem getting into the cyber field at all. For each career, obviously there would, there would be different requirements you would have to pass or adhere to, right? Yeah. They, when you come in, you know, you, if you come in enlisted, um, that would be, they send you to boot camp first. And uh, after that, you go to what used to be, you know, your, your specialty school um, where you would learn your training. And uh, you would learn, like, if you were information technology specialist, you would learn basically that, that information. And then you come out of there with uh, at least, I think, at least one certification, probably a Security Plus certification. That sounds like a great opportunity for many students. I understand you also used to work um, at the chief of operations at the U.S. Department of State. So how does your work there um, relate to cybersecurity? Let's see. So part of my duties as chief of staff for the Global Engagement Center at the U.S. Department of State included being the security officer for the SCIF. A SCIF is a sensitive compartmented information facility. So uh, basically, a SCIF is a secure place where uh, sensitive compartmented information, or SCI, can be viewed by government officials and contractors. So uh, SCI is a type of classified information that requires special handling. Um, so th this, this compartment, um, I was in charge of it. So as the chief of operations, and I was also the security officer for it. So um, these, these skips are designed to prevent author unauthorized access and electronic eavesdropping or physical intrusion into the, uh, the space. 
Oh. So yeah, so basically I um I was the security officer for that and but also uh, security officers are in charge of um of all the electronic equipment inside of the skiff. So anything that comes in or goes out um I have to be involved with and there's there's a, an approval process to get anything inside um these skiffs. Is your work there would you consider it significantly different than your work at um like Microsoft? Yes. It is. It is significantly different. It, it was more of a, a, a strategic position, um, I know macro position, uh, keeping this the space open, um, so other people could u- utilize it. And at Microsoft, I, I'm more of a, a, a tactical or it's a micro position where I'm working on uh, small, smaller programs uh, which are internally facing for the enterprise. And I saw from your LinkedIn. You started your career as a law enforcement officer, and eventually you transitioned to a job at, of course, Microsoft, and also at the same time transitioned into work with the government and the army. How did you first get interested in cyber cybersecurity as a career, and well, can you kind of walk us through your career journey? Sure. Uh, well, I've been in the military for 34 years, so I started in 1989 and um, initially came in uh, in the Navy, but I've, I've since transitioned over to the Army National Guard and the Army Reserve with a lot of active duty Army in between as well. But go- going back to the mid-90s, um, I started working as a Seattle police officer and detective I had the opportunity to work at the mayor's executive protection unit for around 15 years in a part-time function. After I retired in uh, in 2013, I was able to transition to the Microsoft executive protection unit for around five years. Uh, during that time, I protected the CEO and EVPs, executive vice presidents, as they traveled domestically and internationally. Um, did that for, like I said, for about five years. And I, I grew tired of the constant travel, um, you know, being on the road to, for three weeks out of the month. Um, and uh, during that time, many of the executives I traveled with mentioned that cybersecurity was the future and I should get my master's degree in cybersecurity, which I did in uh, 2018. I then transitioned over and became working, uh, began working as a technical program manager for Microsoft Digital Security and Risk Engineering. Uh, that's what it was called at the time. You've definitely had quite the career path. And were you always kind of into technology or was it after that suggestion um, from those executives that you became interested in cybersecurity? Well, I think just because of how old I am, uh, you know, when I was in college, computers were were first becoming popular. So I've always been in, uh, interested in, in computers and computer networking, things of that nature. So uh, it was an easy, easy transition for me. And also at your time at Microsoft, I saw that you also worked at the U.S. Army at the at the same time you were working at Microsoft. I find that very interesting. So can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? Sure. 
Uh, I am a U.S. Army reservist currently, and uh, reservists have to attend military duties one weekend a month and two weeks of active duty for training, normally over the summer. Previously, um, before 2019, I worked at the NSA Cybercom ICC Jock, which is the Integrated Cyber Center Joint Operations Center. I worked there as a cyber battle captain in charge of uh, cybercom operations, uh, primarily at night. Uh, in in the past, uh, before this, I was deployed to the Southern Philippines for a 14-month deployment. I was also recalled to full active duty with the Department of State for three years, uh, as we spoke before, as the Chief of Operations for the Global Engagement Center, as well as attending numerous joint military exercises in the South Pacific area of operations. So the, the Seattle Police Department and Microsoft have always been very supportive of my military career. And for that, I must thank them both. You also spent some time, I saw, um, working outside of the U.S. I saw you've um, spent some time in Japan as well. Do you find those experiences working um, in a foreign country beneficial to um your career and do you think it'll be beneficial or enriching to a young adult to spend some time um, working outside of their home country? Uh, I definitely do. So uh, in, with my own career in the past, I've spent more than five years deployed or stationed Oconus and Oconus means outside the continental U.S. Uh, they've always been beneficial and enriching to me personally and professionally. Interacting with and better understanding uh, diversity of cultures has always been very important to me. And uh, I, I recommend foreign travel, schooling, and living abroad to all young adults that I meet. It's uh, definitely an enriching uh, um, experience. That's definitely something our audience should consider. Traveling and living abroad can help bring you new perspectives, not just on the aspect of diversity, but your career as well. Finally, do you have any final tips for any uh, high schoolers wishing to pursue a career in cybersecurity? Sure. Um, important that you need to focus, obviously, on cybersecurity. See what, see what interests you the most and begin uh, your journey there, your studies. There are enormous amounts of free cyber trainings out there in the wild. Figure out where you want to work gather some certifications, get an internship or a summer job, get as much experience as possible. If you're having problems uh, finding a, a good way to get experience, obviously you can, you can join the military, Army, Air Force, Space Force. Um, there's a lot of free experience. You get college tuition assistance. Uh, I know the Army has a program uh, called Army Cool. Uh, which they provide to active duty uh, soldiers and reservists. Uh, they give $4,000 yearly to, to get uh, certifications. And also, uh, once you're in for more than a year or 18 months, uh, you can use your GI Bill, which provides money for college. They also have a tuition assistance uh, program as well, which also provides money for college. So, hey, if you don't have the money for college and you really want to go, it's a good way to get experience. It's a good way to get uh, money for school. So it's a good first step if if you've tried other avenues and they're they're not working for you. Yeah, the army's definitely a 
great place to start. All right. Thank you, PJ, for your time today. And thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Sure. And if anybody has any questions about uh, about the U.S. Army or, or any of the cyber career opportunities with the U.S. Army, feel free to get to give me uh, to contact me.